Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Friday, April 15th, 2016. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Beantown Athletics, your only source for customized screen printing and embroidery. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now. That's BeantownAthletics.com. Or give them a call at 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. And make sure you tell them I sent you. And as the Red Sox have a big weekend at home this weekend against Toronto, you got the Marathon Monday game as well. The David Ortiz Farewell Tour has begun, so make sure you get your one-of-a-kind David Ortiz Farewell Tour t-shirt right here at Beantown Athletics. Again, give them a call, go to the website, or if you're in Dorchester, swing by the shop, 132 Granite Ave. We're going to be giving James Murphy. I always want to call you James, but you're going by Jimmy these days. Yeah, you know what? I mean, well, the thing with James, and I, you know, as I, I described to many people, is that uh, the only people that really called me James growing up were my parents, my sister, my brother, my grandmother, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, well, they called me a lot of other names, too. <laughs> and, and as I got older, though, uh, you know, I, I think it was my ex-wife called me James and a lot of other names. And then the only other person to call me James? One, Claude Julian. Claude! When Claude I was going to talk about Claude when, today. And we Isn't are. that funny? What a good segue, right? And, yeah. and, and Claude would do it when I when I irked him, when I got him really ticked mm. off. Well, that was your byline. Yeah, remember when, that? Like, well, I mean, yeah. Back in the day I, I, when we both covered the Bruins. It was James Murphy, yeah. And, you, you were know, James I, Murphy. It's, it's, I think, you That's know, why it's plugged into my head when I introduce you with James, but then, you know, business, I know that you business, go Jimmy now, and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's James, it's, Jimmy. Uh, business-wise, I think James looks a lot better. I'll, I'll say that, you know, but, yeah. you know, you go for it. But uh, what, I, that's just my dad speaking. But, yeah, so when Claude would uh, get mad at me for a question I asked and he didn't agree with me, he just, you know, and the, and the media scrums, they love it, they well, James, and they really stretch it out like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, other than that, it's usually Jimmy or Murph. Oh, you know what I love from Chloe when he gets upset? You know, guys. You know, guys. You know, guys. You know, guys. Yeah. Like, that's when you knew Chloe. That's when you know. <laughs> you, you, not new. I, you, I don't want to mean, like, past tense because he's still here. Yeah. He's sticking around. We're going to get to that. But, Murph, we're going to give you a David Ortiz t-shirt I love it. before I love you it. leave. And, and so I, I can your... walk out of here and say, this is my fucking t-shirt. That's right. You can. And this is your first time in the studio. I love it. I was telling you that off the air. This is uh, a nice-looking studio. I like the store, too. They got a lot of great merchandise in there. Yeah, and, we got uh, a lot of good stuff going on. This is there. good, man. Congratulations. And, and how's everything going with you? Dirty Water Sports. Yeah, You're working on a sports. piece for Vice right now Yeah, I'm as doing well. some stuff with Vice Sports, which I'm, I'm really psyched about. I'm uh, a big fan of their, not just their sports covers, all their news and uh, music and all that. So I'm, I'm psyched to start doing some stuff with them. And yeah, just been doing the uh, sales job with a company called Live Barn. Uh, we'll give them a little plug give there. Give them a plug. Yep. Plug uh, away, uh, They provide Murph. live streaming service free of charge to hockey rinks uh, across North America. And then, of course, we make our money. Well, I make my money off commission getting the, the uh, service into the rinks, but the company makes it off the subscriptions. Mm. And uh, it, it's a great deal. Twelve ninety five a month. We run it like Netflix. If you don't like it after one month, you can get out. If your kid's only playing right, that's for enough for that. you know, it's That's good. enough for that. Rick. I'll tell Come you, though. On, that's enough. Danny, <laughs> I'll tell you, though. We'll, we'll connect it to the uh, to the Bruins stuff here. And I got a James from Claude because of Live Barn because we're in their practice rink in Restucia Arena. And the rink manager forgot to turn it off and you, during the practice because we give him a blackout code, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because Claude doesn't want other teams watching his practices, and he went ballistic. And You're I said, me. "I said, Claude, I'm not. I'm not what during a press conference? During no, like a media pull, scrum? He, he pulled me aside afterwards. 
And he said, I need to talk to you. I'm like, what did I do now? Like, even I'm always he, getting in trouble. You're going on Belichick yeah, on. I'm filming exactly, the Exactly, exactly. So I said, hey, I had nothing to do with that, man. I just put it in here, and it's on, they're on their own after that. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. But he actually subscribes now for uh, his, uh, I, I think it's his nephew or something. And he, So, yeah, that's going well. Everything's going well. Nice. Man. Good to hear. Um, Glad again. to be back. in the, This is where my dad grew up, too, you know. St. Brendan's, right here in Dorchester. Oh, no shit. Yeah, right on uh, Crockett Avenue. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. I did not is, know that. Uh, this when I invited you in studio. I invited you in a couple days ago. Yeah. Had you come in. We yeah. got a, it's a big time of year. I've Stanley got, Cup I've got, playoffs. I've got roots here, man. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. I should. You know what? I should bring the inflatable Stanley Cup. You know my you story with the, the playoffs, inflatable. Man. I know. But they just had a hashtag on Twitter. Yeah. I was just. I literally just had a Twitter conversation with myself. And, and gave the hashtag Stanley Cup because they put that little Stanley oh, Cup next to the hashtag. That see, I am obsessed. So you have to have rights for I'm that now. I'm obsessed with the Stanley Cup. I love it. It's the best. Thing I'm obsessed I'm, with it. So this time you, of year is is the best time. I'm of not year. mistaken. You've drank out of it, right? Um, I have not. When I when I had the cup in possession, where we you were, were a young kid. I was you? a young kid. Yeah. Ninety four. Brian Noonan from Noonan. Southie. Won it with the Rangers. And we're good friends of the family. His nephew's a good yeah. friend of mine. And they let us carry the cup, four of us, into the projects. They had, like, a, a little ceremony for him because okay. he grew up in the projects. We carried the cup up onto the stage into the projects. And then, That's you know, awesome. w- they got it for a week. That was the last team to get the cup. A wow. player got it for a week. A, one player? Yeah, they wow. fucked the cup up, that team. That's oh, yeah. why they took, they that. only yeah. give it them for a day I now. heard the Messier stories. That was, that, <laughs> that was the last year the players got to get they, – they had the cup for a week. So – Noons had the cup in Southie for a week. I'll never forget. Like, we're riding around on our bikes, and my mother comes out. She's like, your father's down the bar with the cup. We're like, oh, shit. We go. <laughs> we take our bikes down. We get to the cup. I have more pictures down there. I got pictures of my father drinking out of it. I wasn't drinking out of it. Of course, it. yeah. We got it again when they won it in 2011. Yeah. I, I found a way to get it to L Street Tavern. Oh, and wow. And we got it there one night. But we it was not... They brought the dude with the fucking white gloves came with it. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, he's not letting us I got drink hammer- out of the cup. I've got that a night. with him. I've, I've, yeah. I've tied some on with him. Yeah. Okay. See, it was chaos when they came in. Like oh, yeah. I, we, there were a handful of us that knew yep. it was coming, and I'm like, nobody in here knows the cup is coming. When, when Mark Recchi, uh he had, he got it twice just because he had retired and mm-hmm. you know and whatever. So they were having a retirement party for him right uh, before preseason in September 2011, and uh, so he invites me to a party over in Stella's uh, in the South End. There. Yeah. And uh, right, just, give, just give another live free read. Yeah, right? yeah, Don't there we go. Hey, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm busting your balls. Well, you don't need for free there now. Yeah, I, I give so many live fucking reads hey, on this show, and I don't even you know. know what, and though? I'm like, hey, Danny, I, people I, appreciate though. It does come around yeah, yeah, on those it? days when uh, you're short of change. Does you, it? Yes. You know what I'm doing after the show? I'm going We're to going fucking. To... I'm going to Coinstar to cash in. Okay, so how much do they fucking appreciate? I'm not so sure about that. Okay, I got a bag full of coins. I got to wait in line to go to Coinstar. So, just so I can let, have a couple drinks t- with the boys tonight. Let me just tell you a classic. Striggies. A classic Cub story. You're going to appreciate this. And, and I'm glad. And she's my ex, too, so screw her. Uh, the ex-girlfriend's with me at Recky's party. Oh, we these get are a chance good to, ones. We're going up. We're walk. <laughs> uh, first, uh, by the way, yeah. Recky had to pull Tyler Sagan away from her because uh, he was he just would not leave her alone, wanted to take her home and everything. And, Ooh, your ex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the party. He's like, dude, that's Murph's girl. Like, just leave her alone. <laughs> And so, uh, oh yeah. So we're what a savage. We're walking up what the red. What a fucking yeah, savage! They got, the, they got the red carpet. Oh, he came up and apologized to me. I'll give him that. Class act by Segs. He came up and he? he said, "He said, dude, I didn't know that was your girlfriend. I'm sorry, but man, she's hot." I said, "Well, I take that as a compliment then. Don't worry about it, man." 
So anyhow, we walk up the, the, the red carpet, and you get a chance to drink out of the cup, and they hold Recky and one of his buddies holding it up. So they moved the carpet out because it was it, like they had to clean it. Yeah. And our turn came when there was no carpet. So the floor is just drenched and slippery. She's, you know, three sheets to the wind, not realizing mm. it. She's going up, and she's just about to get to the cup. Whew, slips. Stop it. Oh, yeah, we got pictures and everything. Vertical in the air. Boom. <clears throat> slams her head. Oh. Eyes shut. Oh, yeah. We thought she was out cold. She wakes up. She's like, what the hell just happened? And the whole place is just like... <laughs> so they they let her get up and drink out of it but yeah oh that's nice of them imagine that <laughs> oh you just got knocked out on here have a have a sip out of the cup <laughs> what what happened to you last night uh, i slipped trying drink to drink up. out of the cup <laughs> oh you already blacked out once tonight oh drink up ah oh, danny so what are we talking about here buddy let's let's get right to it um we're talking about unfortunately and I know unfortunately not the playoffs listen i know we mentioned the stanley cup but uh I, and and I'm watching the by the way games. ducks I over the caps last night. That's, That's what you favorite. have. Yep, ducks over. I caps. have caps over kings. Okay, but as we know, you know that could change because yeah. every year I feel like I pick the Capitals, and every year they find a way to not live up yeah. to the hype. And it would be I, the year that you didn't pick them that they'll win, right? You're That's right. What I so thought. I just keep picking them and let's see what happens. Uh, so that's who I have. But, but you know, there's mixed emotions. I love the cup, but you also want the Bruins to be playing. And and as we all know, the Bruins are not in the playoffs. And uh, this is the second straight year without the, the playoffs. And, and because of that, well, we're trying to figure out what the next move is. And I honestly thought, Murph, that the next move was they were going to fire Claude Julien. And I've said this many times. I said it on my weekend show on WEI. I mean, I've said it on TV. I've said it on this podcast every single fucking day. I do not think Claude Julien should lose his job with this team. By, I, by the I, way... I, Danny, I, lo- I love that you say it like a, a Montreal native or a Quebec native. Because when I was up there, that's how they say his name. That's the French what? correct way. Claude? Julien. Oh, Julien. Nobody says that around here. I like that you— What do they you, say? They say Julien. Julien. You pronounce it right. Claude I Julien. I like that you, you're one of the few Claude that pronounces Julien. it right. And, and Claude, too. La, La Coupe Stanley. Not Claude. Claude. It's Claude. Well, we did call him Claude at first. We and did. And changed. We called Ma- We said— Mashan too. Right. Now it's Mashan. But there's a lot of people around here that refuse to say it correctly, so I I, I respect that. I, I, honestly, it's just, you know, I no, go take, from take La, Coupe, La Coupe to Julien. Yeah, to Putin. Hey, you know what? The while we're doing <laughs> Julien stories, I gotta tell this one, Julien. All right, do it. Because you were in the room for this one. Oh yeah. There was a press conference, and there's a kid in the back. I don't know who the fuck he is, but probably a great kid. He was just kind of a. He was saying it real soft. Right, and he was asking um, about Tyler Sagan, and Julianne couldn't hear him. And and Julianne said about two or three times, he said, "Sagan, Sagan," like asking if he's talking about Sagan, if that's the player the kid's talking about. And the kid kept yelling the question louder and louder without saying the player's name. And Julianne goes, "Sagan." The kid thought he was saying, "Say it again." <laughs> You were in the I room remember, no, I, I remember that. I was in the yeah. front dying laughing. I'm like, this kid thinks he's close saying, say it again. He's asking him to confirm. Is it Sagan? He's not saying, say it again. Because Claude's going, Siggy? And the kid's thinking he's saying, say it again. So he's yelling the question five times. And everyone's looking like, what is he doing? And then I, it, can't, it hit me and I couldn't stop laughing. But anyways, I don't think Claude should... Lose his job. He obviously didn't. They had the announcement the other day that he's going to keep his job. And um, 
I think that's the right move. And I'm actually going to come out and praise Don Sweeney for that uh, because I think that's a step in the right direction this offseason to maybe being realistic with yourself as an organization as to what the biggest problems are. And I don't think the Bruins' biggest problem is the coach. Now, I'll say this. Coaches, managers, too much credit, too much of the blame. But to me, Claude's resume, on top of what the biggest problem is with this team and what Claude is, because Murph, Claude's a defensive coach. Yep. And anybody who watched the Bruins this year knows that for most of the time, they were rolling out at least three minor league defensemen at on least. a nightly, basement, uh, nightly basis. Yeah. All right? And on top of that, you know, Claude can't control what, how far the time is going to handle Chara and Seidenberg. So, and also, on top of it, the last two years, you've traded two top four defensemen for draft picks. For draft picks. This exactly. is a defensive-minded coach. If you are taking away his best defenseman, and his other best defensemen are just getting older, and you're not replacing him with anything other than minor league defensemen who either A, uh, you know, have no awareness in their own zone defensively, or B, when they do make a play in their own zone, decide to chuck it up the half wall and turn it over, and it leads to multiple goals like it did against Ottawa last Saturday, that's not Claude's fault. So because it's not Claude's fault, I sit here and say, go get the guy some defense, go get him some defensemen, don't fire him. I thought they would fire him, but I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I, I am too. And, I, I, you know, look, I'm with you. I, I see both sides of the argument. I see everything you just said. I, I under, and, and by the way, what you just said is the valid argument for why they should have fired Claude. Mm-hmm. You didn't attack Claude. You, you said, look, this is the way the team is right now. This is who Claude is. Claude did a great job of, of not being who he is, adapting as he was asked to. But still, it didn't work. So, obviously, maybe this roster's not fitting with Claude. And for anyone who says that Julian should have gone, that is a very valid argument. I respect it, that you have a great point. I disagree with it, right? But And you're with me on that. But this is what's getting me, Danny, about the, the, the mainstream media in Boston. And, and, and I want them to realize, too, okay? And I'm speaking to uh, one of your colleagues. Oh, and by the, the way, by the way. You come in here today, yeah, and you tell yeah. me that you're in like these radio beefs, and and I'm not, a, I'm not in a beef. It's one side of beef. I'm getting texts left and right that I'm getting ripped in by fairness, Lou Maloney. Oh, Lou. Yeah, by Lou Maloney, oh, okay. who, who I always liked. I thought it was the other guys. No, uh, well, they're they're whatever. Ninety-eight five is one thing, you know. They, who cares? They do it. For, I get it. I mean, we all know what Fel, what Felger is. I love Felger. You know, he is what he is. But Lou apparently was ripping me, and people on Twitter are saying it. Saying hey, this Murphy guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about, and I'm getting well, texts. What, what are they saying here? I, I have, and, and, I'm yet to hear it, so okay. I don't know. Right. But I, all I did was I tweeted to Lou. I said, "Look, Lou, if you if you want to talk to me about it, bring me on the air." No response, and then I keep getting texts that he's ripping me and ripping me. And I said, "Well, you know, maybe you should stick to baseball. Just stick to baseball." You are doing this? Yeah, I tweeted back to you him. You tweeted back. Yeah. Back. So you know, you got guys like Lou Maloney who. I'm sorry, with all due respect, don't know shit about hockey. I'm going to preface this by saying Lou is my boy. I and, like Lou. And I am a WEEI guy. And I just hey, want to preface I've got this no by issues with him. Okay. I've got no issues with him. I, I, I might now, but I've had no issues with him. I think he's a good guy. And yes, did I lump him into a to the sum there of the parts? It, it, look, my beef is the Boston media in general, with few exceptions like you, me, and a couple other people, create an agenda, okay, and don't back it up. You just backed up. 
reasons for and against keeping or firing Julian. Well, see, you did you did a great job because because why? Because you think you use your brain and you do some research. You've followed the game. You follow Claude's path here since he's been in Boston. You follow where the team is going. You see the trends. You you back it up, and that's all I'm asking for. All I see all over Twitter, all mm. I see in the mainstream media on TV and radio here in Boston, and it's funny, no one around the NHL agrees with them, but hey, they know everything. And they say, Claude destroys young players. Clo- uh, no young players ever developed under Claude. Uh, Claude's only a defensive coach. Yes, he is a defensive-minded coach, and if you were to categorize him, that's perfect. But how can you not argue that he didn't do his ass and adapt to what he had and Help them finish fifth in offense, three 30-goal scores in the league. Okay? I, w- back it up. Well, that's just not something Claude's used to having. That's not, again, that's not. But he did that. So why isn't he getting credit for it? Why does anybody, why does everybody in this city refuse to give him credit for what he did? You want to bash him for what he did too? Go right ahead. Well, but, let me ask you But this. at least give credit where it's due. I'm a little confused here. What is the, when you say the media agenda? Like, and maybe this is me in my own little world here where I got a million fucking things going on and I'm in this studio all day just, okay. just trying, to, just trying to make it to I'll the big g- time. I can't necessarily listen to all this shit okay. when I'm, I'm not, constantly doing I'm my gonna own I'm going to say thing. this. I'm going to preface this by what saying... What are they saying? By no means am I blaming Mike Felger for this, but his his spew, his theme... I've heard him. Every I've day, heard his theme okay, a couple times. Is, ...is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. And the problem is... The average hockey fan, the not, you know, real hockey, and I'm not saying this to be insulting, but I'm trying to think of another word here. Real hockey people that follow the game, not just the Bruins, that watch the game of hockey, that played the game of hockey, they at least back it up with info. But you've got the average hockey fan or slash media, average hockey media, who's Mm -hmm. not at every game, who's not following everything. And hey, I understand it. You You got to cover four sports. That's your job. I get it are coming after people that do cover the game, primarily cover that game, like me or mm-hmm. you and other guys that have covered the Bruins, and telling us we don't know what we're talking about, and they can just spew out stuff and have nothing to back it up with. They say, Claude has never developed any young players. Okay, show me how. Because I, I, can, I can list off five right now if you want that he's developed. I, I, I can, and then I can list off more. You know, they say that every young player that ever played for him says that he he ruined their game. Okay, show me the quotes. Other than that Russian prima donna, Koklachev, who every chance he got to come up to the pros choked, and, and who's just like many of the Russian players that come over here, thinks offense first and doesn't want to hear anything else. Who else? Give me an example of a North American player that has that has badmouthed Claude Julian publicly. Okay? and And I'll tell you. Players such as Dougie Hamilton and Tyler Sagan, who everybody thinks hated Claude Julian and didn't like his style, have told me off the record, these people are nuts. They don't know what they're talking about. They've told that to me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's on the record now. They told that to me. <laughs> but I just don't get 
where is this coming from? And if you're going to say it, back it up. Well, well that's, that's my problem. Here's the deal. We, we do know that this organization, with some of the younger kids recently, whether it's who they drafted or kids coming up, we, we know how Claude will handle the young kid, especially the young forward who has a ton of offensive talent that doesn't want to get back in his own zone and, and do the work in his own zone. We know how he handles that. And, and you know what? The, the sexy sports talk radio argument is not defensive hockey. No. It's not exactly. the penalty kill. Thank you. And, 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 you know, that's what I get to all the time when I look at this Bruins team down the stretch. But that you know, doesn't and, mean and, and, the sexy talk is fact. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I've said it with the penalty kill. Because people who were so happy that the power plays improved, they said, look, when I see Claude Julien teams that are successful, it hasn't been always with successful power plays. It's been, you know what? Our penalty kill is going to be one of the best in the league. We're going to prevent your power play from putting in the puck in the net. And we're going to take care of business five on five. And it's going to begin with defense. Right. This organization has just completely got away from that with some of the defensemen that I just told you they've been rolling out there. And on top of it, as much as I love Pasternak, not just for his great sellies, but he's got all the skills in the world. Against Ottawa, there's a goal that's on his ass because he is standing there watching a guy out front when all he has to do is lift his stick from behind, but he doesn't want to play defense. So it's like, that's Claude saying, see what I mean, guys? Like, this is what happens when you move a player like this up. And and, And is that not coaching? Is that not what he's paid to do? Is he paid to ignore that and just... No, let the kid play. Let the kid cost mistake. Okay, so here's here's my reply. I didn't mean to cut you off, Danny. No, that's fine. But Keep he, going. he lets okay, let's say instead of benching him, he lets him play. And he goes out there and he makes another mistake. And he goes out and makes another mistake. And and, and he keeps costing them games. Who's gonna get blamed then? Claude. Mm-hmm. Why'd you keep letting him go out if he kept making those mistakes? It's always gonna be the coach's fault. And that I guess that's that's the bigger picture here that I'm trying to get at. Why is it always the coach's fault? And, and this is why, look, you can, you can argue points of what Claude can't bring anymore to this team, what he can, what have you. But I love that they kept him for the sole fact that for once in a long time, I can't remember the last time when an organization, back-to-back years, sided with the coach and not the prima donna. And not, and not in the any players. Sport, in right. any it's sport. It's not just hockey. I it's love not just it. Bruins. And I'm sorry, but, right or wrong, it took balls. And Don Sweeney deserves credit for having big brass balls. <laughs> I, I just, I'll say this about them keeping them, too, is I think it's the right move. But you know professional sports. I cover all the professional sports uh, on this show and, and anything else that I do. And, and the easiest move to make when you're in a situation like the Bruins are where you missed the playoffs two straight years, let's be honest, the move that is usually made is get rid of the coach. Right, why? That's what I'm saying. Because it's the easiest move to make. They decided not to make that move, and I love that they didn't make that move, and I love that they're keeping Julian around for the reasons I just mentioned is that I don't think this is his fault. Now, you mentioned someone like Felga, and, and the one but thing— But I get him. I take him with no, a great No, I know, but salt. the one thing that, that he, I, I hear him say is, you know, what has Julian done? He, he says, what has Julian done? <laughs> and, and he says, give me one thing he's done. He hasn't made the playoffs last year. Give me one good thing he's done. And my response to that is, all right, take all the playoff teams— <laughs> And you tell me, like, he couldn't point out, and people who say that, they couldn't point out the positive things that the coaches in the playoffs have done. Like, they couldn't, you couldn't tell me what they've done. I'm not sitting there trying to tell you that Claude, you know, if I had to line him up, he'd be the first coach I would take. I'm, I'm, again, too much credit, too much of the blame. That's what these guys get. But when you try to assess this Bruins situation and what the problem is, 
Claude Julien is not the problem with this organization. Thank so you. with that combined with the resume that he has, I just feel like the only move you need to make if you're Don Sweeney is understand if you're going to stick with Claude, which they're doing, then guess what? Get, it's time to get on the same fucking page because this is a defensive-minded coach. And the analogy that I've used the last couple weeks is I go back to Bill Parcells where he says, you know what? If you're if, not going to let me if, buy the groceries. If you want me to cook the dinner, you at yeah, least ought to let me buy the groceries. And I'm not sitting here telling you that Claude Julien should be the GM and, and, and even be making decisions no. for this team. But what I am saying is if you're going to have Claude cooking the dinner, you know what his style is. You know what's on his menu. You know the only meal he knows how to cook, and he cooks it damn well as a defensive meal. So as a GM, you need to start providing him the proper groceries to cook the meal he knows how to cook. Right. This season, the last two seasons, they've taken away the groceries he knows how to cook. Exactly. Claude's sitting there in the kitchen with a bunch of He's like, food that he doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. He's like, what is this? You, you want steak and you give me sushi. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Like, Adam McQuaid can't retrieve a puck from his, in his own zone if his life depended on it. You guys are going to extend him? Like, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, you got to go back to the trade deadline. That's not on Claude. Ugh. This is on, and I think you'll agree with me, this is ownership. I mean, it is ownership's fingerprints all over it. They keep Louie. They want to get into the playoffs. And they don't, obviously, but that's why they kept him. They, they're so full of shit, they could have got a first-round pick for Louie Erickson. And then they should have probably Watch out, watch out. Here comes Cam. Watch out. He's going to attack you like you went after me in the the press box. And then they should have entertained training Zidane Chara. Could have got a couple more first-round picks. You already have two next year. And people say, well, what are you going to do with all those picks? Well, here's an idea. Maybe you package a couple with a player or two, and you get nuts this offseason. And that's how you get your top four defensemen. And then you know what you do? You make this... Um, rebuilding period shorter because I've had some people come to me when I said at the trade deadline that the Bruins should should sell off some pieces and just give up on this season. And they say, well, how do you sell that to guys like Bergeron, Krejci, Tuca, how do, and Machin? How do you sell that to Who those cares? guys? Who cares? But, but no, see, I do think you should care, but here's how you sell it. Wait, here's how you sell it. You say, guys, we're either going to do, we're rebuilding at some point. So we're either going to do this now and get some of these kids up like Colin Miller, Joe Morrow, let them make their mistakes now. A win, a win, going to be doing it next year at the beginning of the season. And we're going to be which, mediocre which for the next three years. Which sets us back even more. Let's take care of this right and, and, now. And by the way, I mean, I know it can be viewed as as old in, in hockey, but it's not that old to be 30 years old. Ber- Bergeron's no. not running out of time yet. No, but you want to put a team together for the next three, in, in two or three years, that, that he'll still and, be a major and, factor. Thank you. Give him a chance. This is And, and, and here's a funny thing. I've talked to those guys. I talked to Bergeron. I talked to Krejci. They're all on board. I, 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 I've said it. I've, I don't know. We'll have to find a story, but they, they're on board. They don't want to be middle of the pack every single year and have that sort of, excuse me, tease. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, we're, we're just good enough to make playoffs or just bad enough not to. They, they don't want that. And I'm telling you, these guys see the big picture, and that's all I'm asking people around the city to do for once is see the big picture. Stop always being stuck in the moment. Just just see, open up your eyes, be objective, and see the big picture, and that's what ticks me off. And, you know, that's what bugs me about guys like Lou Merloni, and I'm, look, I'm sorry. I like him too. People say I look like him a lot back in the day. Hey, he must be a good-looking guy. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think that it's time – for people to just do a little research. I get you need to get ratings. I get all that. But don't be bashing people like you or me or other writers 
that do the hard work and do the research and look at both sides. I'm not even trying to say I'm doing hard work. I'm just yeah, you I, are. No, I'm just telling you what, like what. But I, I know see, you do, Danny. I see you work well, hard. What and I, I see is, I mean, what you see is what you get, and I think you need to be realistic. Like everyone's looking at this final stretch, and they say, "Well, they lost it in the final stretch," and I say, "No, they didn't. They lost no, it in they the lo- first two months of this. They lost it all season long. They, when you're rolling they, they out, lo- they lost like, it when they when they when they decided not to show up." Or they went out on New Year's yeah. Eve and ripped one up and, and, and showed up hungover. I don't know what they were. They played like they were hungover on New Year's Day. Or when you trade Dougie okay. Hamilton. And they, and or they when lost you trade it. Johnny Boychuk. They lost it. That. That's they, when you lost it. They lost it when they when Milan Lucic came and is doing victory laps around the ice after his team just thrashed you 9-2. to two. And they lost it, yeah. as I predicted. And I, I'm not one to say I told you so. But it was, to me, so comical seeing that bandwagon fill up right, be, right before and right after the trade deadline. And they go on that little five-game win streak, and I go, wait, wait for it. They're going three games. They're going to the Bermuda Triangle out west, which is San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. Mm. in four days. I was, wait. In the, I was in the Dominican Republic for that trip, uh, so I uh, didn't see okay. any of it. I was in Montreal, <laughs> but obviously you can follow a lot of hockey up there. But, Danny, people were like, it was like, oh, these guys can make a run. The East is weak, this and that. So are the Bruins, and they're the weaker of the weak. That's what that roster is. They're weak, but they're weaker than the weak above them. All right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they did not have the capacity to go through on a playoff run. I don't care what anyone said. And that's why, like you said, they should have dealt away Erickson. And when they went out west, they lost three straight. It all went from there. Just like I said, why can't you just take a look at the schedule before you start to sign your ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals and say that it's a great move to go out and sign Lee Stepney, uh, trade for Lee Stepniak and John Michael Lyles. You, you trade for those guys when you're legit. That are going to be UFAs. A top seed, and you're looking for yeah. a bottom six forward and a, and a It was a 180 defenseman. from everything they were doing before. Yeah. And, so, you know, I it just— I, I know get, it sucks. I know it sucks that you might have to watch another year without playoffs. I get that, Bruins fans. But to me, it's a good trade-off for watching five straight with. Well, look what happened. They didn't make the playoffs anyways. So, I mean, it, it, they could have had the little rebuilding a little bit, get Colin Ellis. Now, they brought exactly. him up very late. But it, it's just he should have been playing all year. I'm sorry. He Remember they didn't make the playoffs year. in 05, 06, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had, you know, a borderline team that, that had a nice little uh, competitive series against Montreal in the first round in 07, 08. That's how you do it. They didn't go nuts. They didn't, they didn't act like they, like you said, a contender. They just kept rebuilding. They kept filtering in young kids. And by 08, 09... They're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and I— Have but, a little patience. But but where I will, you know, the people that, that are crushing the Bruins for certain things and say, well, they need to make a change. Like, I, there's part of me that, that, that can understand where they're coming from because when they look around the league now, you see Sean Thornton in the playoffs. You see Johnny Boychuk in the playoffs. You see Milan Lucic out front of the net last night uh, putting his body in front on the power play and, and, and finishing checks in the corner, playoff hockey. I mean, this is his time of year. I mean, you see these former Bruins that are currently playing for the Cup, and you look at it and think, man, you know, we had that not too yep. long ago. And, and, you know, even someone like myself thought that wasn't going anywhere. Like, this was going to remain consistent, c- continue to get into the playoffs. So you don't get in two years in a row. And, and I just think – the knee-jerk reaction is fire the coach, right? I just think that's the – and it's not just Bruins. It's not just NHL. It's every sport. I think that seems to be – that's why I thought they were going to make the move. Also why I thought they were going to make the move to, to get rid of Claude Murph was because I think back to Don Sweeney's press conference last year when he was announced as GM, and I'm going, he has an opportunity right now to, to, to get Claude's back and say he's the coach. 
And Don Sweeney wasn't coming from another organization. He knew whether or not right then and there he wanted Clotus to coach, and he didn't do it. He said, well, for now he is. It's like, so I look at that, and I'm going, wow, I guess. And this time around, they didn't make the playoffs again. I say, they're not bringing him back. So and I yet, was shocked And then this time that he comes did. out, like, definitive. This is our coach. Oh, right away. Yeah. And yeah. Now, so I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm, I'm, glad they, I'm glad they brought him back. Here, here's, here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, and I'm going to be writing about it this weekend. A little breaking news for you. Breaking news? Breaking news here. In Danny, Wish Danny I had a breaking news audio clip, but I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so according to the same source who told me, well, everyone else in the world said Claude Julien was leaving, according to that same source that told me Claude Julien was staying, I wrote about it earlier in the week, but then again, Lou, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, You know, he said an interesting thing to me. I thought everything you just said was true, all right? I have been under the impression that it was sort of Neely Sweeney and Claude especially after Claude was left to dangle in the wind last year. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I mean, that did not look good. and It looked, looked terrible. Like, all right? So, obviously, coming into this scenario here, another missed playoffs. They, they let the, they, they're letting it drag out before they have their end of the season. I thought for sure he's gone. I'm like, all right, now, now Sweeney slash Neely have their reason to let go of him. I'm told, and, and then this, this further makes sense to the Neely stuff I heard. I don't know if you heard what I said earlier this week on air, and I wrote about it, that Neely is on a hot seat, that it wasn't Neely slash Sweeney versus Claude. It was Sweeney slash Julian versus Neely. Really? And that last spring, it was Sweeney who was fine with keeping Claude. And Cam, as he always has, wanted him out. And Cam... It's like, wait, what the heck? We finally have a chance to get rid of this guy. That's why I thought they fired Shirelli. My theory on firing Shirelli was, was so that he could get rid of Julian. Was, was he told Shirelli to fire Julian and and, and Shirelli would no. Not, no, he didn't. And and but yeah, that's how it went so down, right? Shirelli fell on his sword for Julian. That's how I. That's, that's how exactly it how it went out. down. Okay. So then Sweeney figures, okay, I'm bringing my ally. I mean, Neely figures, I'm bringing my ally Sweeney and my buddy. I played with them, and they're they're friends, but they have a major philosophical difference on Julian. Just as Chiarelli and Neely had a major philosophical difference on Julian. And Sweeney went to bat for Julian this time around and said no. He got a team that didn't even deserve to sniff the playoffs Mm. close enough for us. We went out. We did the moves. We did this. It's on us. And Jeremy Jacobs stepped in and said, you're right. And Jeremy Jacobs is a huge fan of Claude. So it's going to take a lot for them to convince him to okay him getting fired. People think that okay, J- Jacobs is that. no. Jacobs is a gigantic fan of Claude. No shit. All right? And so is Charlie. Huh. So that's what's going on. That's the power struggle that's going on. And Neely right now is on an island. Everybody else there is fine with Claude staying. This should be on VH1 or something. This is like a reality TV show. It really is. <laughs> and, 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 th- and and that's what that's what I hate about it, right? Because I, I, think, I think everything he said... Yesterday, Don Sweeney in that press conference where he said there's not going to be a major overhaul. I'm not calling him a liar by any means because what I, him doing that I think was great. I love it. It's a smokescreen. Well, there's going to be an overhaul. I'm telling you that one of these three players, if not two, will not be a Boston Bruin come September. Okay. David Krejci, Zidane Chara, Tuka Rask. One of, one of those three players will, will be not. gone. Will not be a Bruin. 
And if you were to put your money on it right now, who would that player be that, that's gone out of those three that you just mentioned? Tuka, Chara, and Krejci. Krejci. You think Krejci's gone? Mm-hmm. Because I think that would be not easy, but that would be the most— Return? Most return and, and, and the most financially sensible for both sides type deal. Mm-hmm. I think See, it's, that hurts because I'm a Krejci guy. I, I am too. But I think, I think Tuka Rass— contract and the way he's performed since signing that contract is going to really be tough to sell to other GMs right now. I really do. With, well, and I think the only GM that you might be able to sell it to doesn't want to deal with the Boston Bruins, and that's Peter Chiarelli. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to do any deals with the Bruins. So the wheels are in motion. They're thinking like we are. Yeah, and, and that's, and I that's think, a good sign. And that's a great sign. I think and it's that's why, that's why I'm stepping back because don't get me wrong. I'd be right with all those people right now that said that press conference was a joke. How can they say there's not going to be an overall? But because I'm aware of this, I'm going to give them time. Well, I mean, if they were to come out and say it's an overhaul, all of a sudden they lose leverage in negotiations. So I don't expect them to come out and be completely truthful. This is what I mean. This is why I like it, Danny. I don't get worked up about that shit because you know. Use your brain. Well, no, I put myself in the shoes of these guys. And when I step up at a press conference and people are asking me stupid questions, do you? I want to sometimes grab someone and be like, honestly, this is off the record. Do you think I'm going to give you a true answer to this question? If you do, you need to step into the real world, put Twitter away, put the phone down, take a fucking walk out Castle Island and come back to me because you know I am not answering that question truthfully. Let's be honest. Like, you know? Oh, it's so good to hear someone so say I, that. So if Dave Dombrowski's listening, like you guys, Mike Hazen, bring me in. I'll be, I'll be in those press conferences for you Yeah. answering some of those questions. You want to talk about Sandoval? No, nah, I can't do it today. Sorry. Uh, it, it's like... It's like the guy yesterday. I don't know who it was, and and I mean no offense, but he he, he says, "Is Tuka Rask untradeable?" What, what do you want the GM to say to that? Because let me ask you this, Mister Reporter, who asked that, is if he can't trade him, that's not going to be a fun situation for everyone involved, is it? If you say on the record, "Yeah, he's tradable," and "Yeah, I, I gotta," you know, "I'm trying to deal him away," and it backfires. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, that's why they— What do you want these guys to say? You know what what I've learned? Because I used to be that reporter. I used to be that guy who would ask that, Danny. But what I've learned from from veterans in our business, like, say, a Kevin Paul DuPont or a Pierre Maguire, you know, a Bob McKenzie, you know, the legends in in the hockey world, like, listen to them when they ask questions. Like, just listen to the way they ask it. Get on, a, get on a level with the GM or the coach or whatever where you're talking the game with them, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm telling you, usually the info you want will come out by accident because they're going to respect you. They're going to say, this kid did his, his, his research. This kid is asking me a legit question. He's not just asking me what everyone's saying on the radio right now. I've seen you ask those questions, and I'm not just kissing your butt because I'm in here. I've seen you ask it. I've seen other guys that we work with. Joe Haggerty asks questions like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even people that I don't get along with, you know, like in our business. There are those people. They do ask those questions, but where is that gone? What has happened to journalism, man? It bugs me. And I'm not saying that I haven't been part of it at times, but I just wish that people would take a step back and breathe and think. And like you said, you put – the key thing you said there, Danny – was put yourself in the GM's shoes. If you mm-hmm. if you do that, I'm sure you're not going to ask the question you thought you were going to ask. That's all I'm getting at, and that's my beef with people like, you know, I, I like I said, I think he's a great guy, but I mean that's my pe- beef with this mainstream media here 
everybody's jumping on this bandwagon agenda. Are you with and Lou? Are you and Lou gonna square off? Maybe I won't square, square off. off. I'd love to sit down on a pint, a pint of Guinness. <laughs> you or guys whatever, will be fine. Whatever his you guys favorite, will have a drink. His favorite fine. cocktail is. Hey, let me tell you, man. I I, sh- I shit you not. When Lou was playing and I was at UMass as a student, I walked into a bar in Springfield, Mass. Once, all right, and some girl screams, "Oh, it's Lou Marloni!" And people came up asking me for an autograph. Now, I, look, I think Lou's a way better looking guy than me. And at that time, I had a nice beer gut going, too. I don't know how the hell they thought. She must have had a few in her. Lou just swerved so, up the highway so, right now, so, by the way. So from that point on, all my buddies in UMass Sorry about that, Lou. call me Lou. Every time I go up there now, hey, it's Lou Maloney. <laughs> so, Lou, thanks a lot. I, I, I didn't get lucky with her, unfortunately. but Well, um... Hopefully, Pick and Lou can still be in the works. I, I've been pushing for that for 18 years. My own show That'd be good. Lou. Pick and Lou. Maybe uh, we'll get a new sign in this studio. <laughs> it says the Danny Picard show, but we can get a new one. No, but anyways, I mean. Um, and it's you no got, Lou. Yeah, you got, your, you got your beef with the media. I actually don't because I don't, I don't have time to really listen to much of it. Yeah. And uh, Well, you're not caught in the crosshairs. Even if, <laughs> even if we all disagree on the Julianne thing. We can right. all agree on something. Here's what we know. Let's you put opinions out the window, and I know you got to go, so we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, but what we know is that Claude will be back. And with Claude being back, being a defensive-minded coach, what we know is that they need to get some help defensively. Do you have any – because people ask me this at the trade deadline. They say, well, you see, keep saying defense. Like, who do you who do you think's out there? And I say, well, that's the pro- that, that, that's a problem. Like – you, it's going to take, you're going to need to get ball, some balls here and make, you know, get nuts and, and make a move, which is why I thought more first round picks you get, package them with a player yeah. and go get your top four defenseman in a blockbuster trade that way. But I mean, do you have anybody that maybe you've heard that is on the move, a top defenseman? Because they need a top defenseman, Murph. I, I am I, very high on I, Colin I, Miller, but they need to bring in I, I a don't veteran have, top I defenseman. I don't have names specifically, so this is all speculation. But the speculation is based on facts that I do know. That they were in very, very deep talks with the St. Louis Blues about Louis Erickson leading into the deadline. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was coming this. I was told by one source it was it was a first round pick and Dimitri Yaskin, who's a very good prospect. He's actually in the lineup for the Blues in the playoffs. Uh, Cam Neely vehemently shot that down, saying they were never offered a first round pick. Okay, that's fine. I'm Sounds told, good. I'm told differently, but. Um, just the fact, I always do this, Danny, when, I, when, when you go into an offseason, look back at the deadline and look at where all the stories were and who they were talking to and who they might have been talking to. Those are the teams I'd zero in on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say if you want to you wanna zero in on, let's say, two clubs that I think have some D-men they're willing to deal because of their depth and because of their cap situations, I'd say it's the St. Louis Blues and the Anaheim Ducks, specifically the Ducks. They're loaded. Yeah. Um, so I could definitely see the Bruins and Ducks hooking up in a deal for that. I don't know who. I mean, I would love to see Kevin Shattenkirk in a Bruins uniform. I think he'd fit in perfect with Claude and with where, the, where this franchise is going. Uh, and if you look at Anaheim, um, you know, I heard Sammy Vatnin was being bandied about at the deadline to a lot of teams. Um, I would like Shea Theodore. He's a guy to keep an eye on, but I, I'm really told that Anaheim wants to keep, an eye, keep him in the fold. Mm-hmm. So, but Anaheim and St. Louis. I would focus on those teams as we get closer to the draft. Start to keep your ear open about what's going on with them. All right, we will do that. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, All dirty right, water. Let's dirty water vice 
at Murphy's Law 74 on Twitter. Anything else you got? Nope. Uh, you, uh, live bomb TV. Uh, yeah, live we, bomb. We don't, yeah, that's a separate job. So. <laughs> All right, that's separate. But um, listen, Appreciate we're going to hook it up with a David Ortiz farewell tour awesome. t-shirt. Good to you. be in here. Love to come in again, man. Yeah, we'll like get I said, you in. I'm, in my, I'm in my dad's hood here. Yeah, you know? this is it. My late five. We actually we had his funeral right around the corner. So God bless him. And uh, this is a good place. Good people around here. We will get you in again for sure, especially near the draft and, and maybe even at the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs into the finals. All right. All right, buddy. All right, Murph. Thanks a lot. Great stuff. Anytime. As always, uh, once again, go to BeantownAthletics.com. Give him a call. 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. 81. They are your only source for customized screen printing and embroidery. It's softball season. You need a softball uniform. They can customize them and get them done for you right here at Beantown Athletics. Have a great weekend. I'm on WEI tomorrow night uh, after the Red Sox game at about 7 o'clock, I think. It's a quick show only for another hour, and then I'll be back here on this podcast Monday. Get it at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere podcasts are available. I broadcast five days a week. I'm out. See you.